And welcome <laughs> to another episode. Uh, and welcome to another episode of the Woods Water Mizzou podcast. Coming from your home field studios, I am one of your regular co-hosts, Skeeter, and along with me as usual are Case and Cole. How y'all doing? Good. Howdy, y'all. Well, fellas, we're breaking it up to two episodes this week. And so we just finished up the recap of... Middle Tennessee State game and how the vibes are down. I bet if we put a poll out for the fan base right now, it's probably going to be at least 80% saying we get our ass waxed this week by K-State. But number 15, Kansas State comes over uh, to Faroe on Saturday, 11 a.m. kickoff, correct? Yes, sir. I'm not, I'm not looking at times on ESPN because the Jaden Jernigans <laughs> one catch for 13 <laughs> yards. But uh, it's a sellout, so no tickets left from the university. I'm sure there will be Hill tickets you could probably buy from the school this week. But It's one good thing about the Hill. Probably can't sell out that Hill. Mm-mm. How, how cool is it going to be if you can barely see the M? That'd be nice. Shades of the old. Really yeah. nice if you can't see it and we can win. Can't yeah. see it and we can lose. I'll be I'm be madder than a hornet. Yeah. Hopefully not too much purple and silver in the stands, but I imagine with it being a close drive, they will be a pretty good showing from their fan base. Uh, it'll would you all say it's it'll probably be the largest away? fan base of the year that we have at Faroe? I would, I would think so. LSU I mean, travels pretty good. They do, but, you know, he's, he's right. This is just down – this is, you know, across 70. Um, I, th- I think you're right. I think it will be. And you know who's coming up? Not to get too off topic, but you know who's coming up uh, for the LSU game? That's n- not a Mizzou grad. LSU grad. Skeeter? Well, not a LSU grad. <laughs> I'm not a college grad. No, uh, LSU grad. Think big. Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal. You heard oh, it. I nailed it. Nice guest. Uh, Shaq will be in Columbia again for the second time in a few months. He's been DJing uh, a lot in Como. Yeah, he did one like just a few weeks ago. Wiggy, wiggy, wiggy. Not to yeah. get too far ahead, but also the night before the LSU game will be the basketball on the quad again. Yes. So that will be great. Uh, it was a great event last year from what I saw online, but uh, K State's 2 and 0 might move up in the rankings when they come out tomorrow. Probably uh, they won over Troy. Looking at their stats, got one thing that sticks out to me Will Howard has attempted 58 passes and rushed seven times, and he's only had one sack. So, I've been solid up front uh, for him, and we have to change that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're 
Running back that we saw a little bit of last year, Giddens has 27 carries for 180 yards, averaging 6.7 yards, but no touchdowns yet. Uh, so nothing really standing out on the to me. Um, so where have all their points come from? Will Howard? He has five touchdowns. He's got five tutties in the year. Okay. He has three rushing touchdowns. I'm, yeah, run. If I look weird on the video, I'm running stats as well as trying to read through this. Yeah, what's interesting to me, though, running back-wise, is they got Ward as well as a transfer. who's was a big transfer pickup, I believe. Yep. Uh, he's got 114. They both got 27 carries, him and Giddens. Uh, 180 for Giddens, 114 for Ward. So we're going to see a two-headed monster. Um, mm-hmm. But you know what? That's not what I'm worried about. We have contained running backs well all year. Even now, in the previous recap, we mentioned how we were a little upset with the defense. But containing running backs is not the problem. It wasn't last year. It's not going to be this year. I'm afraid Will Howard's going to pick us apart because that's what gets us is we bite. We bite on these dink and dunks. We bite on these fakes. And you're able to get us gashed for a 15-yard gain and get down the field on us pretty quickly. So I am interested in that because that does, like you said, seem to be a big portion of offense. He's got 547 yards already. I know he just said that, but that is a good amount in the first two games, in my opinion. He didn't play at all, all of it. Yeah. And- he spread the ball around. Uh, their leading receiver has eight receptions for 150 yards. Their second receiver leads the team in receptions with 13 uh, with 134 yards, but then it's six receptions, six, three, one, 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 two, one, one. So uh, he, he don't just have a, a fa- I guess, favorite, you would say, is the, the Brooks receiver with 13 catches, but you got you to gotta play – Solid base defense. You can't be losing gap containment. Uh, if he does have the tendency to get out and run every now and then, I know they got that uh, four-star recruit uh, back that's backing them up. And a little bit of their highlights I saw, he's got some running plays, and he's a good runner. I don't. You mean they're Avery playing Johnson? Quarter- Avery yeah. Johnson. Avery, Avery Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. But it's not really playing two quarterbacks. I think it's just when the game's out of hand, he kind of gets to come in and get some. That's rest. exactly what it is. Yeah, uh, that's an interesting concept. We should try that. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> Sounds dangerous. Drink bad joke. Drink does not want Case going out to the parking lot and going back to the liquor. He wants to keep him in the seat. Keep him engaged. Like, let's not have an empty stadium by the fourth quarter. Let's have a <laughs> bold strategy drink. <laughs> Give away more hot dogs. Give away more hot dogs. It's a Blizzard yeah. Central up there. Uh, any, anything. I mean, last year we got our teeth kicked in. Uh, we had a had a lot of hope going into last season. And it went away pretty quick over there in Manhattan. Uh, I think this is gonna gonna tell us a lot of this year. So, what what are y'all expecting aside from a crowd? It's good crowd. Atmosphere is gonna be electric. Yeah, tailgating is gonna be two hoots, more than a hoot and a half. Um. Two entire hoots, folks. Two entire hoots. Two full hoots. And I guarantee Smash you that. Smash the over on the 
two and a half. Smash, Smash the, over. the over on Hoots. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, stupid. Um, defense. I'm worried about our O line. Um, Duke, their defensive end is going to be a lot like their King Fix guy was for us. I think he's going to cause some issues. I think he's going to blow some plays up. Um, what I saw Middle Tennessee do to us uh, frightens me for this game. I do not like. I do not like the aspect of him constantly getting in Cook's face, making Cook uh, throw off balance passes. Cook's not really a turnover guy anymore. I don't think he's going to turn the ball over, but I do think that he's going to miss a lot of open downfield receivers. Um, so we need to watch that. Some names to look out for um, is Duke, uh, Matt Lechner, defensive end, and a linebacker, uh, or no, a cornerback who is just making a ton of tackles is uh, Lee. He seems to lead the team in tackles. Uh, he's a Kirkwood, Missouri kid. Um, so look at him. Those are guys we need to key on defense. Uh, keep those names in your head. So it's going to be a lot on that new old line. What is the new personnel? What are they doing? Are they reading their blocks? Are they reading the blitzes? Because we didn't do that versus Middle Tennessee, and this is going to be super key if you want any chance in this game. If I if I remember right, last year they ran a three three five defense, and they had a lot of speed, and we had no answer for it. Everywhere mm-hmm. we tried to go with our bubble screens, they had multiple guys there. So I don't. Hopefully they've went back to a more conventional base three four or four three. But if they do that three three five again, uh, and the, it's not like they were running guys deep off, off the line. Yeah. Uh, when you can run with that much speed that close to the line of scrimmage, it's not a good thing to dink and dunk down the field against. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple things that I'm looking for. Um, what case? What you mentioned was, you know, they got some, they got some dudes on that D line, and one of the one of the weaknesses we have again is our our offensive line. So I'm looking to see how the offense handles that in two main ways. Number one, are we going to have to? I guess three main ways. Number one, are we going to have to in passing situations? completely rule out a running back check down and keep them there to chip block or, you know, chip block, brush block, and then, you know, run out in the flats for a, for a safety valve. Uh, number two, are we, is this going to be a rock fight? Is this just going to be run, run, run the ball as much as you can and take as much time off the clock and whoever has the ball last wins kind of deal or three kind of a combination of both. Um, where I think it's really more more the first two that we could we could see we could see Brady I guess escape the pocket more you know we, he dude's got wheels and we do know that um, but another main thing that I'm looking for is K State locked down Luther last year big time like Luther was was not a factor now of course the conditions of the game were not conducive to to passing the ball. Um, and K-State was really good at running the ball last year. And we're pretty decent at it this year. And unless, you know, the good Lord changes it, um, forecast looking great for Saturday. So yeah. good, good football weather. I'm, I've said it today in the, uh, in the group chat that I'm wondering if we have somebody else breakouts, you know, Luther's gotten a lot of attention. It's got a lot of targets from Brady this year. And for good reason, he's a great, he's a great player. He's a five-star guy. 
but I'm wondering if we see somebody else break out. And to follow that up, I think my prediction could be um, our boy, Miller, Makai Miller. Well, absolutely. I think he's a threat to break out at any moment. Um, could I talk about your Luther comment, though? I just mm-hmm. kind of think on that. Uh, yeah, he didn't do anything against K-State last year, um, but he didn't really do anything at the start of the year besides LA Tech, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think there was points where we were upset. It was Auburn game, but is after that has been really started the uptrend, um, where we he wasn't getting used enough. We were very upset about it, and also Luther now and Luther a year ago are two different football players in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He was uh he was gadget McCole Hardman last year, NFL Chiefs reference. He's he's different guy now. He's um he's closer to like. Judy was at Bama now than he was like Hardman. If that makes sense, just that style of player. Um, no, he's a, he's a real competent wide receiver, and we didn't mention it in a recap, so I'll mention it now. Um, he went up and got that deep ball, uh, the one that yeah. big one we completed last year, uh, last year, last week. He's capable of it now. He makes big league catches now that he didn't make last year. He runs big league routes now that he didn't run last year. So while I agree. Uh, Luther did nothing against K-State last year. I don't know so much if it was them shutting him down or that he was a 18-year-old, 19-year-old, still yeah. figuring out big-time ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that being said, I think that is a bonus for us because maybe the Luther they know a lot from last year is not the one they're going to see this year. This guy is much better. Um, Miller, I agree, always took the breakout. I think Miller is a fantastic ball player. But Luther is the hot hand. Luther has got over 200 yards receiving, uh, 14th in the nation right now in receiving yards, I believe. Yeah, I think he's um, third or fourth in the SEC, too. Third or fourth in the SEC, 14th entire country, right? Yeah. Man, I th- I think that's your horse. That's where you ride. I think I think if Cook can't get deep, I say you run, you run, you know, five yard in the field tunnel screens. If, you know, if those aren't working, I, I, I think you need to find ways to get the ball in his hand. Uh, that's not saying we shouldn't, you know, healthy dose running the ball with, you know, Schrader and Pete. But I think he is the key because they have not seen him last year like this. And I think he's only going to get better as the season goes on. But the good thing about him putting uh, the stats out and filling the the tape up, he's going to get attention. So that's going to open up the field. He has a skill sound, the skill and talent to where he can beat the the attention he they can double him and he can still make the moves uh i do question if we have the quarterback that can get him the ball ball. with with that kind of attention but uh it it should open up the field for a lot more and if they do you know have to leave a running back in to help chip we talked about it last show you have a tight end he's got a big body he can run he can open up the middle of the field by pulling a linebacker out with him, you know. So I, I feel we have the skill players available. It's just the play calling. Uh, what kind of offense and adjustment does Kirby Moore make with Drinkwitz being over him and, and still having a say in this offense? But uh, we, we talked about it last show. Drinkwitz said in the post game that expect to see a change across the offensive line. So we're, we're going to talk about that here now, and I just want to see what do y'all anticipate to see as changes? I know we're recording this Sunday night. We might get some answers today. 
but just what what do you think and we might say is it Connor Tollison is it the right side of the ball is it I don't think he's taking Foster out of there you know Foster's a, a team captain and his guy he he don't like taking them guys it's going to be dog it's it's going to be that guard that's we weren't sure from the start of the season it's not going to be not big it's going to be Delgado they're going to put on you know, EJ in there it's going to be a really small it's you're not going to notice a difference at all on Saturday, in my opinion. Yeah, I thought I thought it was going to be the guards as well. Um, I haven't seen too much crazy pressure from from the outside, you know, from the outside edge, from the blind side, or you know, in Brady's lab, unless it's been you know on a stunt or just an absolute. I feel like you know, off the blown coverage. Has been bad for Foster, but like he said, I agree. He's they're not taking Foster out, so that's not even on the table, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, I don't know. I just, I, I do think it, I agree, Case. I think it'll be subtle uh, unless they, I don't know. He he said last week in the in the press conference that, you know, our opinions don't matter. And I guess they don't. So they could, we can sit here and I know it's bad content, but we could sit here and him and all over it all we want. But at the end of the day, he may not change a single thing. Okay. I'm going to ask, I'm going to start with you, Cole. Because uh, I know cases are most pessimistic out of this cast, <laughs> <laughs> and I think some of us are valid. It's not I'm not bashing case in this, but what do the Tigers have to do to win aside from scoring more points? Mm. What do the Tigers have to do to win the game aside from score more points? Gosh, I want to say the cliche, like, you know, overall play more sound football, you know, less penalties and, you know, be don't miss blocks and, and execute, you know, don't don't allow third down conversions. There's there's been some sloppy play. There's been some really good. There's been some great highlight moments. I think one thing that we have to take advantage of, and we, we all three talked about this before we started recording. We have not forced a turnover this year. We are at home in front of a sold-out crowd. There's a lot of new guys on their side of the ball offensively. If you force a turnover and and Faroe gets to rocking, I think that can, you know, that can kind of tip the scales a little bit in our favor where some of the personnel matchups may not favor us as much. Get home, you know, you have home field advantage, so you have to take advantage of that. Yeah. And I think one major way is is turnovers to limit their possessions. Again, we talked about this in the recap, and we'll probably talk about it all year long. But with these, you know, new game flow rules or whatever you want to call them, there's a lot of teams that aren't getting as many plays, and it disrupts the flow. So if you can force a turnover in the middle of them driving, and and get our defense off the field and get the offense back out there, that could be the difference. Week one, I thought the game flew by. Last this week, I didn't think the game could end quick enough. <laughs> like, yeah. let's just get the win and get out of it was here. A little too close for comfort. That's why. Uh, Case, let, let's go with you. I mean, uh, I know with your your tweet, and you may have just been in your your fillers a little bit there, but you know, you said we're absolutely going to get waxed, but you're going to be there talking smack to the case. And, you know, you're Mizzou, so 
what do you think are going to be opponents to winning the ball game Saturday? Uh, first and foremost, I think we got to protect the edge on offense. Um, we can't run any plays correctly when they're in our grill like that. Showing that this season for the small pressure South Dakota got and a lot of pressure mid-10 got. Cook needs time. We've got to keep them out of our kitchen like that. So that's step one. Step two, Cole already said it. We need a turnover. No turnovers this season. That's bad. Uh, I predicted way more than that this start of season, at least, you know, three, four already. Um, I don't know if that's fluke. I don't know if we're doing something wrong, but we need to get that off our back. This time, side, flip side of that, we got to win the turnover battle. K-State's a good team, and I understand talent. You look at the talent compositions, I think we're higher than them. And I, I don't want to diss on my boy drink too much, but I, I, you look at this, you look at quarterbacks, you look at the coaching. I think they win, they win on both on that one. So I, they're a little better coach than us. May have more less talent, but better coach than us for sure. This is when that talent needs to show up. We got to win a turnover battle. We've got to make sure we have blocking. And like you said, we've got to keep throw in it. Uh, I totally agree with you. I think why we almost beat Georgia last year was a complete boost of just the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. A lot of our players are not experienced that in Faro yet. Faro gets full. The misconception is that Faro's never full. That's not true. The, miscon- the real reason is we're not usually a very lively fan base. Um, we'll make a little bit of noise on third down. I don't think we consistently carry it, unlike we did against Georgia. Um, keeping that is going to be big for us, and I think that's going to do a lot for the defense. I think it's going to give them a lot of juice. Um, say what you will, football's an emotional game. I think that helps them on an emotional high. So that is going to be my keys of this one. Um, same as same, but I, I think O-line plays going to be big for us. Needs to be big. To me, and I'll, I'll agree with everything you all said. To me, the, the biggest key factors are front five on offense and our front four on defense. Uh, I just got to come out of the game with one sack on the speed uh, exam. Uh, if we're not getting on him he's an accurate passer from what i've seen of him he's got quite a few college ball games under his feet and you know our guys can only cover for so long defensive back is the hardest position to play on the football field because you're having to anticipate where this guy's going and he's not doing it at a slow pace uh you know and then our offensive line what changes do they make? Do they make changes? And are they noticeable? Uh, some of that I feel, you know, Brady, if he can make quicker reads and get the ball out quicker, that helps your offensive line. Uh, my uncle had great stats when his offensive line coach with the Indianapolis Colts. It wasn't so he, – he had a good line, but – he also had Peyton Manning as a quarterback, and Peyton didn't stand back there and take unnecessary hits. So uh, Brady, I, I think Brady will see some things on on film this week, and hopefully make the proper adjustments with the coaching staff and get the ball out a little bit quicker when that pressure's there, and to where you're not, you don't have to count on them guys blocking for three seconds uh, or run. If you can't, if you you can't make your read run. Some of his runs in RPO, and then when he did pull it and run, I don't know that he was seeing the field too uh, last week against Middle Tennessee State. So that is something I'm interested in as far as seeing his adjustments in that 
he had one real bad cutback and cut right back into a guy. Then there's times he handed off and I felt he should have pulled it, but that's easy to see from my chair. I don't, I don't have the helmet. I don't have the 300 pound guys running sub five forties at me. So, uh, the thing we got to preview before it comes to Friday opening day of deer season. You're going to have some bloody fingernails when you go to the game Saturday? Man, I'm hoping so. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting out Friday. I took Friday off work. Um, I got a little date night with the wife planned up that night, so the morning I'm going to go out there, get in a tree stand a little bit, and just maybe it's uh, what did we say in there? In the, what did you say, Cole? It's like a dress rehearsal for K-State. Maybe this is my dress rehearsal for the colder weather. You know, get in the stand, make sure everything's fitting right. You know, do I like where the bow hangers at? You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> right. Yeah. Make sure all your stuff's in the pockets that you like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's here. It is. I was just talking to a buddy of mine up in Michigan or that lives up in Michigan today. And he was, he sent me a Snapchat of him saying that, oh, you know, I got two two bucks on camera that are daylighting or, or whatever. And I was like, dude, you got to wait till October 1st. He's like, when is your season open? I was like, Friday. You're like Friday, buddy. I can go kill one on Friday. And I've got, I've got guys daylighting last week. Yeah. Yeah. You sent that to us the other day. It's, mm-hmm. it's exciting. They're, you know, they can, you can definitely get one killed, um, you know, in the morning, but it's it's just hard to believe that it's here. I told my wife and I were talking about that tonight at supper. Just pretty pretty crazy that we talked about it all summer long and you prep so much of the year and there's so much that goes into it. This turkey se- I've always said turkey season is a sprint and deer season's a marathon. Absolutely. Uh case I'm interested if you do get the shot, you know, uh how much you're 3d target shooting yeah uh helps you uh your mindset are you gonna be like oh that was a 30 point shot (laughs) (laughs) are you gonna be scoring yourself now uh well you know what's funny i was thinking about that yesterday as i was i was doing some practice uh, i think thursday for the chiefs game and um the 12 ring on a 3d target is honestly a little high where you want to be aiming Mm -hmm. in my opinion yeah um you really want to be aiming like a low 10, maybe a high eight. Uh, so confidence is way higher. I'll get tell you that right now. But is my aiming a little off? Am I going to have a little higher shots than I want? You know what I mean? Because I have burned that. I've shot so many three targets in my backyard in tournaments that I've got a pretty good idea, you know, where to, where to fling that arrow at for that. So when everything breaks down to, you know, what am I trying to say here? Uh, instincts. I don't know. Honestly, in 20, 30 yards, I'd probably still get it killed there, but it probably wouldn't it'd be a little longer track. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, when you change your broadhead setup too, didn't you? Yes. I got a whole, whole new arrow, so everything's yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. you're going to be, you're going to have a good year, man. <laughs> I hope so. You were going to have a good year. Well, me, myself, I, I still have a couple weeks to wait uh, unless I sneak up to Branson. I don't think that's happening this weekend, but uh i have been doing some homework on some recurve bows Mm -hmm. i've killed with rifle i've killed with compound and currently hunt with crossbow and crossbow's losing a little bit of its lower 
I still like the meat in the freezer. Uh, but to challenge myself, I have been a bit of homework. Some people I know that are have a lot of years in the industry and talking bird and and I, I finally got to put my hands on one and, and pull back. Fifty on a recurve is different than fifty on a compound. I know. I know you're going to say, "Well, no, does Skeeter," but I mean, really, that that when you get to the takeoff or the letoff point, when you break over, you you get that like it's you don't realize <laughs> how much mm-hmm. you know you're you're really and I don't know if y'all are thumb releases or, or wrist re- release. I always use the wrist. Uh, I like the aspect of being able to put the finger behind the trigger when I'm pulling back just to be sure. Thumb release, I never never felt comfortable with it. The times I got to shoot with it. So uh, going from that to where, you know, your hands a little bit behind the string to your hands actually pulling the string, man, that was just such a different feel. And definitely not going 60 that I would shoot pound because – I would, I would never get more than five to ten sh- shots off just practicing in the yard before my arm would be like, <laughs> "You're done." Yeah, you know. Uh, so, so I haven't decided on pulling the trigger on that. I may be waiting too late to the season to to do it. It may be an off season thing, and and just get the the shooting in uh, and get it honed in for next year. But if we have any listeners that that do hunt or have the experience with the recurve, reach out to us in the dms and and let us know because man i'm intrigued by it it's a whole different setup heavier arrows uh just everything about it and uh i'm intrigued by the challenge if you do end up going that way and i know this is my thing i say i repeat on here but i would i'd enter 3d competitions with it there's a recurve class and i see a bunch of guys out there in groups recurve guys having a good time um man I think I think that would put you on a on a highway or express lane to getting that thing figured out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I I I would definitely look into finding one of those around you and entering with that recurve and just just playing with it a little bit. Well, I sent you all the pictures of that uh, 3D outdoor range. At yeah, state funded out here. Uh, I can't wait to sling an arrow at Bigfoot Sasquatch out there. <laughs> they got a that, that's a fun target i've shot a they have 50 they have 50 yarder like that over a pond at where i shoot and that's always a fun he's like in like the you know classic bigfoot yeah profile you know and you gotta yeah. fling one up there that's that's <laughs> it's a fun target to shoot yeah well i'm excited for y'all uh hear what stories you come back with next week on the pod and hopefully we're talking about a win and uh, a dead deer two dead deer would be fantastic uh if you get if you get to hold some horns and grin in a picture that'd be even better because this early season my my dream's always been to get one with a little bit of velvet still on or full velvet i would love i don't care if it's a basket rack i'm getting that sucker mounted <laughs> i don't know dude the the vel- i mean they're pretty don't get me wrong they are pretty but there's something about there's something about you know regular antler that it just looks, it looks so good to me. That maybe if it was a shoulder mount, you know, big old, big old booner. Well, maybe not a booner, but a good buck, a shooter buck. Wow. In my eyes, that 
it might change my mind. That, like I said, don't get me wrong, they are pretty, but and I'd probably probably take one if it if it works. But there's something about your classic white tail that gets me revved up. I've, I've been drooling at the mouth uh, for about the last ten years. Uh, I was working down in around Laredo, Texas pipeline and was on a big high game fence and they had 200 inch bucks walking around. And when you see them step out with 180 inches in full velvet, and that's just make your jaw drop. I, I couldn't even take a pocket knife in on the ranch. Like it, they were very, very strict and all these deer were chipped. So, I mean, there was, it wasn't just a natural right. deer that yeah. big, but, uh, Man, when you see something like that, I, I know I'll probably never get that chance in in the wild. At this point, I'll be happy with a hundred inch buck. Uh, I'll be happy with uh, freezer queen, as y'all like to call them. Shoot, yeah, boy, it's freezer queen season, son. Yeah, it sure is. All right, fellas. Well, uh, if there's anything we get from the presser or coach's show on Tuesday, I believe Case and I will jump back on and add that in to the audio and video portion. This is just going to be a preview show. So hope you all have a great week. Excited to hear the hunting stories and excited to hear about a win at Faro, a packed out Faro. Yeah, buddy. It's uh, it's going to be a good one. I'm really, really looking forward to it. It's uh, Let's just hope I have a good week of practice. Good week of practice, yeah. Can get some stuff turned around. I know it's cliche to say, oh, let's have a good week of practice. But for real, this one... We've been looking forward to this one since the Josh Manning commitment. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, after that, the the Josh Manning, exactly. Josh Manning commitment and the 40 to really 40 to six in my, in my eyes. It counted. It counted. I know it did, but did it? (laughs) It was shady on drink calling a timeout. It was bad. Drink loves that. Loves that kind of stuff. Yeah. But dad, give we need to, we need to right the ship and, and get this thing pointed in the right direction. Cause... You know what? He, yeah. I, I, again, I'm not expecting a win. I don't think it's going to happen, but if he does, boy, does that change the narrative for him like that? Yeah. Things change quick. You know what I mean? Cause hell there's, there's, I understand Twitter's the most reactionary part of the fan base possible, but there's a movement right there to fire him already. You know what I mean? They're already putting on hot, hot, like, uh, coaching board searches. Yeah. yeah. Urban Meyer. Of course he's going to oh come up until the day dies. Yeah, um, but no, Nick Saban while we're at it too. Man, this this win would do wonders for him. He needs this for his career here. I don't know if he'll get it though. I um, I do want to say tailgating. Um, we're getting there. Me, my, my group is getting there uh, when the gates open. So that's like seven in the morning. Um, bring some snacks or some food if anyone here just wants to hang out. I'll have some alcoholic uh, beverages from my job there. So try those uh, if you're 21 and over. <laughs> but um, now hit me up on DM me if you want if you want directions to tailgate where we're sitting at. But it'll be fun. It'll be a good time. Never lost might, a tailgate. I might drop by and drop you another pack of elk brats. Those brats were good, man. <laughs> if y'all follow us on Twitter, we were kind of tweeting back and forth about that. I put a yeah. picture of them up. Uh, but man, fantastic. Funny thing, Brett didn't get any because I wanted one, and then the guy that was cooking it wanted one, yeah. and then his buddy wanted one. So it was only three, and then Brett was odd man out on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brett. <laughs> I feel as well. 
we will be talking in about a week. I'm sure we'll we'll talk before we'll be back on uh, our next episode probably after this one comes out Wednesday will probably be hopefully next Sunday Tomazoo wins. So you'll have a great week, safe hunts, successful hunts, and successful kill of the wildcats on Saturday. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Go Tigers. Y'all take care and wear your tree stand harnesses. Wear your harness. We'll see you.